everyone, welcome along to another Hero Coffee and Art podcast and I'm delighted to say we have another solo show kicking off for the next two weeks with uh, Chris Pritz. Good afternoon. How are you? I'm very well, thank you. Good. That didn't take that long to put up? No, no, it was quite painless, wasn't yeah. it? So, it probably took, probably took me longer photographing them. Oh, we're, we're quite cool, well down here, you're quite right there. So, so it was some, some canvases, but those, those glass-finished ones look tremendous, but they're not good for people to photograph. No. You do that on purpose, <laughs> don't you? Well, it's one way of stopping people photographing. Well, I suppose, I suppose absolutely. <laughs> so you've been with us on and off for, for quite a few years now. Uh, yeah, probably just after you opened. Yeah, absolutely, and we, t- and we turned six on Wednesday, so oh, yeah. amazing. Um, so that's... Uh, that's wonderful. So yes, there we go. People yeah. looking already. Oh, well, can't be bad. Absolutely. So I always like kind of bill you as our wildlife photographer. Mm-hmm. Is that fair? Pretty much. Yeah. yeah. I mean, nature really is. My, you know, nature, wildlife is yeah. is my thing. It's it's always what's held my attention and keeps me happy. So, There's so. There, there, there are two striking wildlife images in there. The the zebras, zebras, mm-hmm. depending on who you are. Do you want to tell us a little bit about that one? Because it's a fascinating photograph. Yeah, it's, it's, I took it uh, last year in Botswana. I went. I was lucky enough to go out there on safari again, and we were taken to a place called the Potesi River, where zebra migrate every year. Apparently, oh, right, okay. But it's a bit of hit and miss as to when they're going to go through there. Obviously, being a migration, yeah. and we were lucky enough to catch them for one morning, one afternoon, and one morning coming out of the desert and down into the river just to ease their thirst and have a bit of a wash up sort of thing wow and then the next we went there the following afternoon and they were all completely gone again there was thousands coming through and all of yeah. a sudden just disappeared again sort of thing but it was it was, it was a wonderful moment and how long does it does it take to get a photograph like that because obviously anthony when he he tells about his wildlife photography here and his birds and owls take him sort of 10 12 hours to do so yeah is yours a bit quicker or depends on the location and what's happening sort of thing obviously I mean like with the zebras for instance there's something happening all the time but in yeah. some ways it's almost harder because you're trying to because you're only there for a short time you're trying to sort of pick something out that stands out from the, all the other movement going yeah, of on course. and then you've got to try and frame it as well mm. so it's, it's bit, it is hit and miss to an extent but um, I was quite pleased with it I've got a couple but, and that one was I'm quite pleased with it. it looks, and it looks incredible on the glass. Mm. I mean, the real sheen from it as well, isn't it? Absolutely yeah, just brilliant. Just taking that moment. Yeah. And do you take lots of photographs, or do you kind yeah. of take one or two and then just kind of go with it? Or Again, sometimes I can... Well, again, sometimes you don't get a chance. It's just one one picture and you're lucky enough. It's, mm. That is the moment. Other times, I will fire off quite a few pictures, especially if there's a lot happening. Yes. And then try and go through it afterward and try and... Uh, eliminate what's like, what doesn't quite work or what isn't stand, standing halfway in a frame or something like that and go from there but uh, no it's I say it's, it's just every time is individual for me it's just yeah. you don't know what's going to happen so you just sort of go with it so something like that were you were you taken to that spot or is it a spot yeah, that you know yeah it's, uh, we, we, when we go out to Africa we, we, we do, you do pay for a guy to take you out so okay and so yeah. you've got to go he knows he knows his stuff he knows he follows all the tracks, he knows yeah. what's about, he knows all the sounds, the alarm sounds and stuff like wow. that. And so you can, and then he'll just, get, and it also, 
he's got half an idea with photography as well, or a good idea with it, I should say, with photography as well. So he can position you with the truck oh, as best he can. Oh, to that's get fantastic. A, 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 a lot of it's anticipation. Yes. Yeah. So he sort of, he, he, he can, because he's been doing it for so long, he knows how the animals are like, liable to respond or what they're going to do. Mm-hmm. And so he just sits comfortably. So you're not crowding the animals and they're acting naturally as well. Sort of yeah. Thing. So. And how do they react at all to the to the jeep? Or? No, they're no. so used to it, sort of thing. It's, they might get fed up now and again and just wander off, sort of thing. But <laughs> generally, it's you know, it's they are because you give them that room, that bit of room, sort of thing. Yeah. They tend, they might stick their head up a bit initially just to see what see who you are or what's going on, and then they hopefully they just sort of settle back down to what they're doing, sort of thing. And that's a bit of Bud, Buddy Holly there in the background yeah, yeah. before Lucy turned right, it off. Yeah. No, no. It's <laughs> Oh, that the buddy Holly has completely thrown me, so I'm just gonna I'm just gonna move move, move on to the on onto the leopard next. So, was that the same location? That was well, it was again. It was in Botswana. It was a different area of Botswana, sort of that we've been to. But again, we get up when we get up. The first thing the guide will do is look for tracks in the mornings as we're driving out of the camp. That, that that was that was my question. Do you get up very early in the morning to go and do these, or is it? Oh, we get a shout at five o'clock every morning to okay. get up, sort of things. So, yeah. But before it's before the lights up, sort of, that we have a quick break. Breakfast. Yeah, it's all piled into two trucks because there's about there's about ten of us last time. Okay, and then they go off in different directions because the two guides are in touch with one another. So if one of them finds something one way, the other will go over and hope oh, he joins. He joins in, sort of thing, mm. and vice versa. And how different. many years have you been doing these safaris? Oh. About eight or nine years now. Oh, must right, be. okay. It's got to be. And did you initially start off with the idea of photographing, or was that? I was doing developed? photography before I went out there. Yeah. In a small, I've got more into it that now, sort of thing. But I, I was actually the first time we went, I was actually doing photography. Right, okay. So I've got a few pictures from back then, but uh, I, I suspect they've improved greatly. Uh, they've changed a little bit. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, what kind of equipment do you use? Because, you know, I imagine that you are not getting as close to those animals as I think you are looking up. Um, depending on the animal and where you are, again, I use I, I shoot with Nikon cameras. and I've got two, uh, If I go on, say, on safari, I, I tend to two lenses. I've got a long lens, which what we call as a prime lens. It's yeah. fixed 500mm, so it's quite a... It covers it, you know, you can shoot quite a long way off. And I've got a shorter lens, which is a zoom lens. Uh-huh. So if, you, if you sort of an elephant creeps up on you or something, you can... You can <laughs> Does you, that you, you happen get, often? Uh, not too often. No. Uh, they are very quiet, to be fair, but and it has happened occasionally. Right. But, uh, no, it's... Um, you haven't been attacked by any of the animals? Uh, I did get done by a caterpillar one year. Cause <laughs> it brought me up in a, of all things, it brought me up in a rash after I didn't, didn't realise it was on my hands. Sort of, <laughs> but uh, thankfully, that's the worst I've had so far. Amazing. Are you protected in the jeep when you're out? Or? They're all open-sided, these, oh, okay. these jeeps. Yeah. But as I say, they, they, the animals tend to just, uh, they're quite happy with you. I mean, I'll, I'll get down on the floor of the truck and the back and just lay across it sort of thing. So I'm quite low down shooting out at them, which gives me a better angle. And uh, no, it's, it's so they just, and if there is any sort of response from the animal, the go, again, the driver guide, he's aware of it, he's watching them all the time. Yeah, okay. So if it's, say, an elephant starts sort of flapping its ears and gets a bit agitated, He'll sit there and watch it, and if it gets just back off, and maybe give it a bit more room because he's not quite happy with you. Yeah. So it's 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 all under control. Hopefully under control. <laughs> hopefully that's that's yeah. reassuring. Um, the um, post production is there much post production, or do we get to see um, the, the photos as you've seen the animals? I mean, obviously the ideal thing is if you can take it off a camera and you can print it straight away. Yeah. But it doesn't always happen that way. 
a little bit of cropping is a big thing with me, sort of, especially if you're shooting at a distance, just yeah, to bring it in a little bit sort of thing without losing too much information while you're doing it. Um, I do it mainly in Lightroom or Photoshop. Oh, okay. So, uh, occasionally, I, t- I, do, I will tweak the light a little bit just to sort of maybe lift the shadows if it's a little bit too dark. Or Presumably on those ones that you've had to do quite quickly and not had much chance to... I mean, yeah, to an extent. But again, because I've been um, photographing for time, doing photography for time now, I can do a lot of the stuff while I'm looking through the eyepiece. I can, I can change the exposure, I can change yeah. the shutter speed without taking the camera down. So... And if there's something that's quite static, you can do it, take a couple of shots at one setting yeah. and then change it a little bit, not knowing what you're going to get completely, but it does give you that chance to look afterwards to say, well, that one's not quite right, and so I can, I'd, I'd use this one because it's got the lights a little bit better or a little bit darker even sometimes. Excellent. So you've mentioned Botswana. Are there other places that you've been to, or uh, is that kind of the go-to place? In, well, in Africa, uh, I've been lucky. We've been, we've been at Tanzania, South Africa... Uh, Gambia, which we're going back to in January. And what are you expected to find there? It's mainly bird life in Gambia. They have, they have got the only big mammals that they have got that I'm aware of are hippos, which you don't oh, okay. you tend to have to go right up country to see them in the river sort of thing. Which, so we don't come across them very often. But again, birds are my my big love, I suppose. Really, right, sort okay. of thing. So I can also we do go out with guides. But I can actually go from where we're staying and just wander around quite safely on my own sort of thing. Brilliant. And so, which is quite nice. And even the place we're staying in, because they've got a pool there, clear, cold water, fresh water. Okay. It, it's just a magnet for birds. So you just you, sometimes you sit there and sort of, although there's people splashing around, there's certain <laughs> birds coming all the time and just through a drink and that. So it's uh, amazing. Saves me wandering. Well, that'll bring us on to the other half of the collection you brought. So there's quite a lot of birds in, in, in there. All, yes. All mainly UK birds? Uh, the ones that I've got down here at the moment are, yes. Yeah, so do yes, you want to yes. talk us through what we've... Uh, we've got a white stalk there, which is a new one for the UK. Oh, OK. Uh, it was... Is that from the... That's the from the Necker Yeah, yeah. yeah. Upper, no, yeah. Right, just outside of Horsham. Because you know that we have Ricky Chalmers as well, and Ricky got the photograph when they were just hatched. Oh, I didn't. And that was on the... Uh, the Guardian picked it up as their uh, lead oh, wow. photograph for it, oh. which obviously he was quite chuffed about. Yeah, I bet he was, yeah. So that's actually one of those. That's, that's one amazing. of those, yeah. Again, it's, for me, it's, uh, especially over here, it's something I'd never seen until five, six years ago, something like that, when I first thought... It might, might be a bit more than that now, when they actually brought them into net yeah. and... Uh, bred them and released them from there just to try and get them to establish which they have done margarine cover that's the only place I've seen a stalk <laughs> if, that, if that even exists anymore yes yeah, I don't know I'm not sure that one <laughs> um, and you've got some geese as well I've got geese so. which are not everyone well like most of the things I suppose not everyone's bad but I took them at Welney and it was just this is a, pl- a reserve up in Norfolk we go to quite a lot and it's just a light on the day and the way they were posing and I just couldn't stop myself taking a picture of it sort yeah, of thing. Yeah, that, that quirkiness about Yeah, that. it was that sort of thing more than anything. It's, it's not the sort of um, thing you do for identification of them, but... Uh, Are there any I'd, main places in the UK that you kind of aim for for, for, for UK um, wildlife and birds? I love, I love puffins and seabirds and the seabird colonies. So mm-hmm. to go from here for those sort of things is a bit of a journey, but I've got, again, Yorkshire, that's Bempton Cliffs, uh, the Farne Islands, Northumberland... Pembrokeshire in Wales is a great one. Yeah. Island, but these, um, Scomer Island. Yeah, yeah. It's, I, uh, I know of it, not being. Oh, it's lovely. One day. It's a wonderful place. But again, it's the whole thing. I've got a list as long as my arm about places I want to go to, <laughs> even with sort of any sort of things. So. But do you go back to um, locations quite often? 
I've got and regular different ones. sort of yeah. different times of the year, and do you uh, it see does, lots yeah, of different things? Especially when, say, with birds over here, a lot of it is sort of uh, seasonal. Like yeah. you get the sort of a lot of the songbirds in the spring going into early summer, and then they disappear for a bit. And then you've got winter, you've got sort of wading birds and geese and ducks in large numbers on Wellney, uh, North Norfolk coast, which was going up to sometimes uh, next uh, this month actually. I think it is now oh, for okay. a few days. And you get the, you get the massive. Um, Skeins of geese flying over, you get huge numbers of waders going, so it's it's quite impressive sort of thing, just to stand here and watch them, you don't have to take pictures, you can just leave your camera at home and it's just blow, well, it just does, blows me away sort of thing, I see it and hear it. Are there any places you've been to and you thought, oh, this will be a great place and then walked away disappointed because you've not managed to um, photograph anything that you were hoping to? I've never been disappointed going to the place. I mean, I don't always come away with pictures no. or photos, especially now, I've got a lot pickier now as I've... Take, I've, I've taken a lot more sort of thing but um, no say so it's uh, there are days when you just turn up and well, it's, 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 you don't need to take a picture it's just no. nice to be there yes it's, uh, and do you have a checklist of animals that you would still like to, to photograph that in the UK in, in the UK uh, it's harder in the UK because the, the mammals and that are uh, relatively thin on the ground compared to other places yeah. that's what yeah. makes it hard when you come back from Africa because there's so much going on in these parks and that and you look, you come back in the UK, something you look round and you look round, and there's nothing happening for a time, sort of thing, until you get, you to get adjusted, to, you, you sort of reaccustomed to it, sort of thing. Do you have a checklist of animals in other countries? Um, not really. I mean, we've been we've been asked before when we've gone somewhere, but is there anything particularly like to say? And I tend to take it as it comes along. I'm quite okay. happy just to sort of see what's there and appreciate it in, in a moment sort of. I mean, obviously, uh, we keep getting asked for snow leopards is that so, <laughs> could, could you add that to your list it is a hard one to get even, even for just to, just to see I think from what I can gather it's a real selective thing to go and try and get hold of because I think it lives in Himalayas if I'm not sure not if I'm not mistaken. It's not, not somewhere I've been to yet. But uh, if someone wants to pay on me the, to go and have a go, I'm, I'll have a go at it. <laughs> Play that lottery. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, so you've got quite a lot of uh, work based around elephants, monkeys and giraffes. Is there an animal out of that you photograph often you love more than, than any of the others? I enjoy elephants. Yeah. I enjoy ze- zebra. Mainly because they're so they're doing something all the time. Right, okay. It's you know, it's not just sort of something standing like, like I've got pictures, loads of pictures of birds just sitting on a stick. And they're nice, they're good pictures, mm. but it's a bird on the stick as well. Yes, yeah. You can it, get it, them doing something, it makes a whole difference to the picture sort of thing. So elephants and zebra always tend to be up to summit or other sort of I thing. remember that phrase from uh, Kevin, one of our residents, he said to me, they're all very nice, but they're all just birds on sticks. And mm. yes, yeah, so you kind of want them to be doing something. Yeah, yeah. I mean, obviously the light, can, if you've got good light, it can, make, it can transform a picture from just being a bird on a stick to a great, to an mm. almost great picture. So, but then it's, uh, it depends what time you bet then. It's like all things in nature, it's, it's time and place. So I'm, I've turned into quite a lazy photographer now. Most of my photographs take place sort of from about 10 o'clock in the morning to about midnight. I really, I'm not good at getting up in the mornings. Are you happy to get up in the mornings to go out and photograph? Well, I'm all right getting up in the mornings. Someone else isn't quite so happy about it. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, no, if, 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 again, something like in Africa and that when we do, it, it doesn't worry me one bit. I'm, no. I'm a postman, so I get up early anyway, it's habit. <laughs> 
I like a, I like this, a lay in now and again as much as anyone. But uh, no, if it means going to a good place and seeing just to see the light coming up and seeing what's going, it's it's worth doing. Yeah, it's good. I mean, when it does happen, I do enjoy. It. We drove up to St Andrews to drop uh, Lucy's son there, and. Um, we got there at three in the morning, kicked in the car, and at six o'clock the, the sun came up over St Andrews, and, and it looked amazing. Incredible. But, you know, if, you, if you'd said to me a few days before, right, you're going to get up at three o'clock to go and photograph, it's just like, no, I really am not. I'm not getting up at that time of the morning. But it makes so much difference with the picture, the light. You, you've does, only got that yeah. small window as well, though. That's Absolutely. Incredible. It's amazing yeah. how quickly it, go, it does go, sort of thing, once you're sitting there. And do you enjoy doing sunset sort of evening pictures as well? It's something I would never associate with you from the work no, we've had. No. I've got, I have done it a few t- I've just I can't say I've dabbled I've done it I've, I've dabbled at it sort of thing yeah. I've seen other people who've done it brilliantly sort of, and I've just snapped it. I've got more or less just gone along and snapped it and it has worked occasionally but uh, it'd be unfair on people who, who really get into sunsets and sunrises to say that I photograph them properly so unlike all of the people I've interviewed on these podcasts so far with the solo show you obviously don't have a studio in the, in the obvious sense do you have a studio at home that you kind of do your post-production in and looking at the things or I've do got you the, the loft in my house was converted years ago for my daughter and when she moved out I just we've got a desk up there and my computers up there sort of thing so I can sit up there and and sit quietly and go through them all and go through them all again and keep going through them all oh well that brings <laughs> me that, that, that answers my next question then so you don't you don't work to music when you're doing post-production and uh, looking through what you've got oh in post-production yeah I put some music on yeah. that sort of thing yeah, yeah does it help um it, it's nice to have it in the, going in the background yeah, yeah. yeah. heavy soft jazz classical uh, I like folk and country music oh right okay yeah. keep you focused yeah definitely you'd have liked our, our, our mystery record on the jukebox last week was uh, that was a country record it was uh, Don Williams I recorded a gypsy woman so oh. you know <laughs> bit of a classic there oh, well, everyone um, their own you presumably don't listen to music when you're out in the wild. I guess you take in the atmosphere and I've got the best music in the world. I've got birds singing <laughs> and elephants trumpeting or whatever Absolutely. sort of thing. Which must be incredible to hear. Oh, it's wonderful. It really is. I know what they say when we camp, because we camp when we go, or we have done, we've been out in Africa, various places. You can lay there at night in the dark and you can hear sort of lions roaring, hyenas chuckling away in the background yeah I like the sound of the second one not so much the first one that sounds a bit terrifying they are pretty distant (laughs) generally but no it's uh... Um, what's the favourite photograph you've taken and does it does it change it does change quite regularly I must be quite honest Uh, at the moment I've got the leopard that you mentioned up there it come out so it's incredible. I mean, as I took it out of, out of the packet of Alison, it was just like, wow, that that's, mm. that's stunning. It's just what, it's, just such clarity on it as yeah. well. Yeah, it's like, look, whenever I go through my pictures, I've got, I say I've got thousands and thousands, but when you go through them after you download them, it's just that one picture every now and again. I might just get one or two out of thousands sort of thing that actually jump out at David you Bailey you... always said if you get one decent photograph out of a roll of film then you're doing alright oh, if they... it's good enough for him yeah well if I could do it yeah <laughs> that was much harder when he did it on film I must do yes did you start off on film or no no, no I, I had a few in the past but hardly anything on film sort of no. thing but uh, and I'm in awe of, bloke, of people who've taken uh, used to do it on film because yeah. the way they the film they must have got through to get the pictures that they've seen it's incredible but uh, nowadays it's it's still a challenge you do have to get it right you, know, you can't just sort of yeah. sit down and click 
you do have to sort of work at it a little. Or you, if you if you want to get the results that you want, you do have to work at it a bit. But uh, and I've realised that the more I've got on with it. But um, is there a photograph you've taken whilst whilst on the occasion thought, yeah, I've nailed that, and then got back and gone, oh, that's oh, not as good as I thought it was. Loads of times. <laughs> loads of, it, it, the, the back of the camera doesn't give it, it doesn't show you all the. Not, well, sometimes it might do, but very rarely. It's always something. I look at it afterwards and think, oh no. Yeah, because they always so look better smaller, don't they? And yeah. As they get bigger and bigger, you go, oh right, okay. It's yeah, not quite as sharp yeah. as you no. thought, or there's something just you didn't see that bit of grass or sticks going across, or, which you can. It's quite, it's possible to do something with that, but uh, yeah, it's a lot of times. A lot of times I've done that. I've been gone home thinking, oh, I've got this picture, and <laughs> never mind. Back to the drawing board. Absolutely. So you've got a kingfisher on your lapel. What does that? stand for does that is that oh, these any, just, anything particular or is no, that just these are just badges I've collected every now and again I'll go around to various reserves and it's just like a, contri- a donation to the reserves you put something in the box and it's something that takes my fancy so it's uh, we've got a kingfisher as part of the collection there now um, it's a very very different colour to what I normally associate with a kingfisher the bird itself you're talking yeah, yeah. yeah. It's, it's more or less than that it's more it's more green I always think of them as very blue yeah, it depends how they catch the light. They yeah. do change a bit in the light. That's the European kingfisher. You go around the world, obviously you've got different types of kingfisher right. all over the world. But that is, again, it's just down to the light, the, the way the light caught it. It was, it was lovely low light and, and it picked it. it uh, like a starling changes colours when you see it in a yeah. certain light. Same with the kingfisher when oh, you get okay. the light on it. And do you want to tell us a little bit about a few of the other ones that you've brought in as well? Um, yeah, I've got a picture of black-headed gulls there sitting on sitting on a rail, not far from where I live in Crawley. Which sounded very good when we had that exhibit in last time, because people would come in and I said, oh, that's the black-headed gull. I, uh, I, I really knew what I was... I said like I knew what I was on about. I mean, anyone that listens to anything that we do or any videos that we do, you know, full well, I have absolutely no idea whatsoever. Believe me, anyone who spends any time with me, eventually they get, I wear them down with birds. They get to know, <laughs> If they don't know anything to start with, they will do by the time I've finished. Anthony and Ali did buy me a book of garden birds to help my uh, progress, which is uh, well, it's, it's, which is handy. It's annoying because when I was younger, I used to be a member of the RSPB, um, and I used to watch them through our lounge window at the bird table. And my yeah. grandfather knew quite a lot. My mum and dad told me loads of stuff about them. I could probably just about recognise a swallow flying now. I reckon. Yeah, but, but it's not bad. It's, it's not not always easy. That's quite good. And we've never had a range of your coasters before, and they look rather splendid. Yes, yeah, something we just, well, past couple of years, really, we started doing them. We had, um, I got a few I used to do on cork, and then we saw some on glass, and I thought, oh, I quite like that. So I, we just went through the internet sort of thing, see who, yeah. who can produce these sort of things. And, and did the coasters then progress you on to having the, the big printing glass, or... Or vice versa. No, no, we'd already done the big Princeton glass. It was a different company. It was a different company altogether. Just the fact that we saw those, and uh, plus the fact you don't need as big an image on those sort of things. You can touch, touch, touch fine detail. You can get away. You can you can cut corners a little bit with them. But no, they, I'm pleased with the way they've come out. And uh, everyone needs a coaster at Christmas. Put their glass. Well, in. absolutely. Um, so, where's your next big trip to? Uh, so we're going at we're going out to Gambia in January. For, yeah. Just under two weeks, I think it is. So, which, which isn't quite too far away, uh, distance-wise to get to, which is nice. But uh, yeah, it should be good. We look forward to seeing the results on that. Well, hopefully, yeah. Yeah, yeah we'll have to. <laughs> like, I'll call me other picture. Just have to wait and see what I get at the end of Absolutely. it. Absolutely. Sort of and just to put the pressure on, January Blues Wildlife 
uh, category will be coming up, so obviously we expect something from you. So yeah, you can I'll, start work on that now. I'll go, I'll go into the archives <laughs> and see what I can find. Excellent. See, it wasn't that terrifying, was it? No, no, no. Okay. Well, thank you very much, and Thanks good luck much. for the next couple of weeks. Thank you. Chris's exhibition is on uh, every day for the next two weeks, and you'll see a lot of it on Facebook, and obviously um, there are other episodes of this podcast you can listen to as well. Thanks I'll for listening. Oh, will you? Meet the artist? Yeah. There we go, next Sunday. Bye.